Welcome back to another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Today I am joined by Jeff Shackelford, Golf Channel contributor and also owner and CEO, COO, CFO of jeffshackelford.com. Jeff and I talk a great deal about what's going on in the world, obviously, and, and how it pertains to golf. It's uh, obviously tough times with the coronavirus and everything going on with the mass closures, um, you know, the increased cases. I hope everybody out there is being safe and practicing social distancing. I think that's the uh, smartest thing to do right now. Uh, But we talk a lot about the impacts on golf and and some of the positives, how golf could really benefit from, from this kind of reset. So, Everybody be safe, and uh, I hope you guys are all doing well, and hopefully this uh, takes your guys' mind off things for a little bit. Without further ado, here is Jeff Shackelford. I miss a green, for example. I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie. I'm about ready to run off the golf course. All right, uh, Jeff, there's crazy times here. I, I know you covered uh, golf adjacently kind of during the 9-11 stuff. Uh, how would you compare it to that? It feels very similar to me in terms of the kind of what are we going to do question and realizing that things like golf travel won't be the same for a while, probably that being the most important notion to the golf industry and to golfers on the other hand you could make the case that at some point the 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 destination rural golf resort might look appealing where there are fewer people uh, yeah so it's there's just so many questions at the moment that you you don't have an answer to just like 9-11 and um, I hope that people just take the time to step back and uh be quiet. I, I'm just kind of appalled at some of the stuff I've seen. Uh, and I'm trying to, I'm struggling trying to, as somebody who has a website and want to keep it going and keep it active, but I'm also struggling with, I don't want to be putting things out that you just simply do not need to know. You know, you, nobody needs to know that Paula Kramer's listed her mansion for 6.3 million. And nobody needs to know that, uh, Billy and Rory are in a Peloton numbers battle and, 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 or, and, and really nobody needs to know somebody's view on the premier golf league right now. It's just, it's just such a, it's, it's a pandemic. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. It's a very serious time and we need to focus on the people who are suffering and taking care of ourselves and protecting others uh, in this time when we've been told to do so. And it'll be a time if we're quiet to reflect on the sport and where it will go as this um, what's, what's the president use as the wave passes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've been struggling. Obviously I think there's a role for media in times like this and providing an escape for people as, as they see stuff around them in such chaos that there's definitely an, an, aspect of of being in in the golf media space where you can provide 
somebody with entertainment when the the world is seemingly devoid of it um but at the same time i i've just struggled I, I i've got all the time in the world on my hands right now you know i i tend to never have time and and i just have trouble even focusing on putting something putting 500 words together right now yeah which is yeah. you know that's that's the tricky thing and that's I, okay it, though yeah that's the right that's the right thing you know I, and i don't think people we're just i think that's one the one positive in this is we're in a society where you just got to constantly be moving and producing and and this and that and and yeah this is one of those times this week maybe next week too where you just don't do that um and but but it's a time to reflect so view that as to me the positive of the of this you picked up any hobbies has he been uh no i haven't no i haven't gone there you know for a writer as you know uh working from home and and quarantining is really (laughs) what we do normally so this isn't really a a tough one uh at the moment for me um the toughest question is you know what kind of things do you cover and not cover and i've just really gone um kind of full bore into if it's not about news related to the virus and cancellations and scheduling and the big picture stuff with the major championships to me everything else is is tough to cover Uh, but there is going to be a point where i think it'll be fun to to throw things out there as people start to get the itch to, to get back out and, and live to, to put things out. So to me, it's a time to, to do some things and and ponder those things and make notes and all that kind of stuff and do some chores and, and clean (laughs) Um, and avoid people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, just distance yourself. So, it's it's crazy well, to but think that said i'm kind of one of those people it's like uh, golf looks like a great thing to me you know uh, andrew cuomo gave a, a wonderful address today and he mentioned getting out hike walk enjoy our parks uh, obviously don't get too close to people i was kind of hoping he'd mention golf because i do believe that golf courses ideally should be able to stay open certain areas clearly the workers can't get there to maintain it but it seems to me like the sport is a good place to be as long as you're not in a 19th hole and sitting, sitting next to a bunch of people and, um, or in a cart or in a cart. Uh, those would be the two places I'd avoid. And, you know, people can change their shoes in the parking lot at most places, you know, maybe those clubs that have that rule (laughs) that view that as one of the great atrocities and all of life when somebody changes their shoes in the lot can wave that, um, that, that house etiquette rule and shut the clubhouses down and have a starter uh, somebody who can collect some some revenue and money if it's a public course and it seems to me maintenance workers if they can get to the golf course safely it's a great chance to keep them working and you just can't let a golf course go without major repercussions and in in the markets where things are just okay it seems like a good place for people to go but we'll see yeah, I think that that's the one thing is the the maintenance worker safety. As long as that is uh, feasible, I think that golf is an incredible avenue. I think where I, I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit as positives coming out of it is that, you know, one of the things that this could spurn with with the way the world is, if, if maintenance, you know, 
becomes a four-man job or a three-man job, you know, alternating so people don't get sick coming in every day. Um, it could become where it'd be a great thing if golf had a little bit lower maintenance expectation. We're seeing golf courses already taking rakes out of bunkers, you know? How mm-hmm. good is that? A bunker actually being a hazard. Yeah, I think like 9-11, this is an opportunity to reset some values. <laughs> Maybe they're forced on us, but uh, I, things were, were, were getting a little bit silly uh, of late. And um, also things were going in a negative direction in terms of the, the labor pool for golf course maintenance. So that job working in golf course maintenance, knowing the safety standards that most operations have now, they have a lot of masks. Um, they, they are places that are, are just so much better run now with, with the way the modern superintendent works and is, is educated. And they're great places to work. Again, assuming when we get to a certain place where people don't have their kids at home and, and, and they can commute safely on, on um, however they get to a golf course job, it's, it's actually going to look like an attractive place to be. But that said, one would hope that golfers playing during this time at golf courses that are cutting back and, and don't mow the greens every day and don't mow the fairways every day and experience some of those values, see that, that, that it still is a, is a wonderful game without having to have greens be 13 and double cut and the step meter speed posted and whatever other bizarro things that go on. Yeah. It's a, Interesting sense that I, and this is just my view. I'm not an expert. You know, there's a hundred experts talking all the time and, and I've been consuming it just from a personal, you know, we put on events. So I've been paying attention to coronavirus for weeks now and uh, just thinking, you know, worst case scenario and here we are. But one of the things I look at is the mass gatherings could be, could be gone for a while for us and it could be something where golf becomes a more popular activity because because it's something you can do outside i think people the more that we're shut in from this are the more they're going to appreciate the outdoors and and being able to be out and away from people yeah absolutely i i think it's a huge opportunity and, and and i hate that word but if we're looking for something to cling to and or or provide people with a, um, some hope and some things to think about that, uh, unlike maybe other things, say 2008, uh, the market uh, collapsed then, that this is an opportunity, as you say, people are going to get cooped up. They're going to they're gonna be driving their relatives nuts. Um, the values of golf that have really taken a hit, I think, in people's view in the last few years, what, for whatever reason that, and, and we, we kind of can guess some of those reasons and they're all different and some makes more sense than others. Some make no sense at all that this opportunity in this awful uh, time will be uh, something that highlights the beauty of the sport and the values of the sport and the, and the things that are good about it, exercise, being outdoors. Uh, it's going to look a lot safer as a place to be than a gym <laughs> for a while or a sporting event. And so I think the sport hopefully will uh, see those things and figure out ways to 
capitalize. And I don't know how those are yet. Again, it's just way too soon. But I hope those are the things that people are thinking about as this this unfolds. Yeah, I think that that's where there's, you know, like you said, oper- using opportunity is, is always something you don't yeah, want to use. And this is the greatest word. <laughs> but you look at what is going to happen and, and gyms are going to be less popular for for the Oof. near future. Um, it's just, you know, I, I think my gym still hasn't closed and it actually kind of makes me upset. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just um, but, you know, you look at look at golf and golf could almost you know, have an opportunity to reinvent itself is assuming, you know, the courses can withstand the financial burden that's going to be placed on them for the next two months. But the, uh, the opportunity to, to provide small scale golf where you, you can get these hours that people have devoted to the gym and, and get them an outdoor activity and give them a spot. They can go walk and play golf for an hour would be amazing. It would, and it's so it's going to be incumbent on the, the the industry right now to to think about ways and not another PSA program where we put ten million dollars into ads, um, but actually think about ways to help golf courses promote themselves in this time, but also not look uh, tone deaf to what's going on. And I think that's kind of that interesting balance. You know, I've been pondering. Uh, on my blog and I'm just kind of doing about one thing a day. I just, just don't want to, I'm not looking to get hits. I really just want to try to step in and offer something and then step out. And one of those has been the question of, you know, is, is it a bad look right now for somebody to be out playing golf? Is that going to be part of what goes into the thinking at certain, in certain cities or at certain country clubs or certain resorts? And I, I'm not sure what the answer is, but I think perception is a tricky one and one that they need to, to, to be able to address, uh, that, that the look is bad. I think in about a week in the places where the the weather is good enough to be playing golf, people will look at golf as a very good thing. If these courses don't shut down, obviously the city of San Francisco has, has, is on a full lockdown. So they're obviously not going to send anybody out to go maintain Hardy park, which is why the PGA championship is now officially postponed and the PGA of America can, can reassess whether they can play there and those kinds of things. But there are other cities like Austin where they've also kind of uh, lumped in golf with its other Philadelphia did too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried LA will, but it's just one of those things where I, I think it would be worse well, especially in our city, to be perfectly blunt, if the golf course is closed, uh, there's going to be a greater chance those they become uh, encampments for our horrible homeless situation here. There, there are things that you could see where it just doesn't do any good to close. You can take precautions. You can close the clubhouse areas. You can do things to help the the maintenance team, but. At the same time, if I'm a maintenance worker, I sure love that job right now a lot more than a lot, a lot of places to be having to work. Uh, and and again, they have they have ample safety equipment and in terms of uh, masks and things for spraying, and they have uh, guidelines. And and so, I think it's something that is. Uh, Again, it's it's a positive, but at the right time, I you know I don't I don't know when that is, but I think as people sit around and 
and and have nothing to do at home, they are going to think through. Well, wait a second. The, the golf course is a good place to be. I, I you know, don't touch the flag stick. We got the rule now, right? Yeah, I <laughs> that's I, I leave the flag stick in. Don't touch the flag stick. The rakes are gone. And rakes are gone. Ball washers are gone. You know, it could be yeah. the demise of the tee box trinkets. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. There's, that's okay. It's that that's good things, and you know, it, I think if uh if carts are down you know people are walking more it just becomes a healthier yeah. the the whole perception of golf would would really change i i think if you looked if if all of a sudden bunkers were maintained you know at a at a reasonable level where it was you know once every couple days and right and you didn't have oh. all the exorbitant spending on things that have no impact on None. on golf and 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 people start to understand that, hey, this is just a great outdoor activity. This is what, because yeah. I mean, that's what I love about golf. I, you know, it's funny. I had, uh, hey, I'm sure you feel this way sometimes. Is that I feel like my tank and my uh, my golf soul kind of gets empty sometimes. It gets down yeah. low because I get fr- you know working in golf. It it's different. And uh, and I had one of these experience. I played. Uh, I was out at Banded Dudes. I played Banded Trails by myself at 5 p.m. Oh, sun going down. And I played in two hours. And it was like, you know, Banded Trails is a hike. You know, you're you're going up and down hills. Afterwards, I felt like I got a great workout in. And I just, I felt it was just one of those moments where you're like, God, this is such a great game, you know. Right. But it was yeah. so low maintenance at that time. My rangefinder was dead. You know, all I was doing is walking up, hitting the ball, walking forward, and it was just incredible. And then, sure enough, two days later, everything's canceled. Right. Yeah. And and I think that's something that that will become apparent to people in in the climates where they can, when they can go out and play. Um, But yeah, I think that there's an opportunity. I was just, as you were talking, I was pondering what a course could do if they're limited by maintenance and, you know, maybe you, you, you kind of, your daily maintenance is on just one nine and we only have nine holes open at a time as a way to do a little bit of a, just take a little burden off the crew, but also a little bit of this mindset of maybe this is our chance to highlight loops of holes, nine holes, 12 holes, uh, highlight more evening golf, I don't think enough courses do that. They're so worried about closing the the clubhouse and the and the cart barn down. Well, well, maybe that there's a place now for people really playing on public courses till dark, and who cares except for the one person who does have to lock up the parking lot. Those kinds of things. So, well, I think one of the the constraints with evening golf's always been childcare. You know, and now that sure. people have their kids at home, all are going to have their kids at home all the time for pretty much probably until at least the fall. You know, we're looking at a time where if you want to play golf, you're going to have to squeeze it in at some point. And in evenings might be the best time because it's no longer, hey, this is the only time I get to spend right. with my kids. Right, right. Now, that's a great point. And uh, it's also a great time to possibly get uh, kids into the golf uh, sphere again, not just through the usual stuff, uh, drive chip or top golf or whatever, but to get them out on a course. And especially as you've noted, as they get really anxious being cooped up, 
mm-hmm. it's it's going to come uh, as a as a welcome relief. So I, again, it's a it's a tricky one. I hope the game is just patient, but obviously not too patient because if if a bunch of courses are are convinced they just have to close and maintenance completely slides, then we have a, a major issue. But if there's some way to find a middle ground that that keeps places open and functional and 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 maintained enough that that it just could be uh it could be outstanding for the game to have this moment and to to show people what it can be yeah that's about the only positive i can find in all this by the way (laughs) yeah i i've been searching too it's it's um i think that that that's a good one it is better than most scary would say it's a great one because you could see some courses where if they if they close down their clubhouse operations and they focus just on golf for a while, they could yeah. see that hey, look, like this clubhouse is just burying us in money, you know. And and well, golf could su- yeah. could survive on its own. Yeah, and there are a lot of places that have put a lot of money into clubhouses the last few years or doing it right now and Boy, I, I, those places, that those are bills that are going to be uh, tough to swallow right now. Um, um, but you're right. There are plenty of others that can, can just accept that, well, we're not going to have any group business and we're going we're gonna to have to really make the, the golf work for a while. And so hopefully that can, can sustain some of those places that relied too much on thinking that they had to have the the clubhouse revenue to make the whole thing work. And, and then those, those reduced maintenance values will hopefully maybe reduce a few costs. So we'll see. And then, and you know, again, the, the, I, I, there's a major issue coming forward with, with people wanting to work in the golf course maintenance industry. And this is a fantastic opportunity to suddenly say, Hey, this is, this is a good place to be both for your health and, 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 and in the future, if there's ever another pandemic and in the present, and it's a, it's a great career. If the, if the industry can kind of hang in there through this. Hey, uh, breaking news while, while we're talking. Yeah. Ryder cup, uh, postponed till 2021 per, uh, James Corrigan. Okay. Well, that's one I wondered about. And, um, I, I think that's probably the right, thing to do actually i was i had a thought the other night that you know why don't we just scrap whistling straights all together and just turn the president's cup into the Ryder cup next year even though it's quail hollow uh just just do it I, <laughs> just well, forget to skip the president's cup nobody's excited about the president's cup at, at quail hollow next year the u.s will probably win very easily so let's just scrap it let's just give it give it the time off the what Tour if, and the PGA of America can use their partnership to turn Quail Hollow into the Ryder Cup venue next next fall. What what am I supposed to do with my 2021 uh, Presidents Cup gear though? Well, yeah, I'm sure that you stocked up on that because I know how much that that, that Presidents Cup has been on your your radar <laughs> since it was announced. I mean, nobody nobody is excited about that one. So yeah, there, that would be my proposed trade, and that, that's the one thing it'll be interesting in all this is how these governing bodies get together in a room and, and sort out some of these things. You know, I had a post today, Luke Cardinine wrote a good piece on, you know, are we going to, he, he, he's, I think he's right. The majors are just going to be so tough this year. So maybe we'll have later in the year, one, one hail America type tournament. And it's hard for me to picture those groups getting together and 
doing such a thing and and making it work but that's they're gonna need to and they're gonna need to understand that yeah maybe we maybe we need to just skip a president's cup and 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 that kind of a thing i don't know if they're capable but i hope i hope they are and i hope they're uh, open-minded and uh, also don't try to force things that uh that just shouldn't be forced right now yeah you know it makes you makes you look at everything going on and you know, the NBA hasn't canceled yet. It looks nah, they're toast. <laughs> it looks worse and worse. But you know, yeah. a lot of these sports at least have the opportunity to do things because they have an off season. I'm I'm wondering if one of the big things that we'll see from this is that you know the PGA Tour eventually scales back its its schedule. Well, let's just let's just again. I I'm I. I I don't like these topics that much, but just as an example, look at look at the fall this year. You have the Greenbrier on the schedule. You have the Astros Foundation event. Uh, now, the oil companies haven't had a real good <laughs> few weeks, and they're the ones who put together the sponsorship. Uh, it's an umbrella there put together by uh, Jim Crane, owner of the, the Houston Cheating Astros. And he uh, – I, I would – just guess that event's got some problems in terms of the the view of it in the community right now. Uh, it's not one that does the tour really want to be associated with the Astros. This again, thinking if things get better, uh, I'm very well aware. So please don't send the Twitter hate. This is just yeah, this yeah, is brainstorming. Yeah, and yeah, speculative. And the Greenbrier, obviously, tough tough time it's going to be for that resort. I would I would assume for a while. Although I believe West Virginia still hasn't had a uh, no a, cases. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But they're, I they're let's, going let's to Bob. But they're going to Bob Evans. Yeah, let's just assume that that event uh, is one too. That is one that's a little bit shaky. I think you're going to see some some sponsorship issues, and that's why I was sort of flabbergasted on multiple levels by the 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 rush to report the premier golf league uh, rejections and the rush to declare the death of it. And you, you know, I'm just sitting there going, watching the futures and I don't even watch the markets that much and thinking, do, 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 do these people know that FedEx is, is stock price is plummeting their, their future is bleak as it, it would appear uh, unless they're purchased by Walmart or somebody else. Uh, you know, a bigger issue is the FedEx Cup. If you really want to get into first world issues, then the a league that's not alive yet <laughs> versus the ones that are alive. And forget the PGA Tour for a moment. The European Tour's got major issues in this with sponsorship. And as you see from Mike Wan's statements, he's noting the sponsors and everything he does because he's trying to send the signal. We're thinking about you. We appreciate you. Please please keep an open mind through this. This is going to be tough. Uh, and that's such a different approach to, to all this than what the tour PGA tour has done, which is, was all about the players at the players championship. And I, you know, I don't know how much they put out things like that where they're thinking about the sponsors. And right now that's going to be your most important thing as a business when all this does start up again, because some of them have taken a big, big hit and it's going to look very, very bad to be, putting millions of dollars into a golf tournament sponsorship when you've laid off people. Yeah. You look at like Valero, Texas open, you know? Yeah. Just, a, it's a big, big dollar amount. And, and I think, I mean, has anybody in golf looked better in the last 
few weeks than Mike Wan. Yeah, he seems to know how to read the room. And I thought that was – and obviously he knows some things we don't know, but he it's clear he knows he has players who have sponsors who are not very tolerant of, of uh, <laughs> people not making their allotted number of starts. And so he went out of his way to, to note that concern because he knows some of his players need that endorsement money. So he, he really came off as somebody who uh, was in tune with what is going on and the gravity of it and, and the, the kind of the grand scheme. What, what do you think will happen? Say, you know, we're, we're now through essentially May with, with cancellations. Say we get to a point where we're in August looking at, and I don't want to, you know, speculate we're going to get there. I hope we're playing sooner. You know, maybe we're playing without fans at some yeah, point. That um, seems more likely, yeah. But we get there. How are they going to handle the season? Do you think they'll, you know, do they do they end it on the usual time or do they extend it? I mean, at this point, if you, I was looking at this today is like, if you, if, if you go to this, how do you handle the end of the season and, you know, where players are in the FedEx cup, you'd have some, some guys that, that are outside the top 125 that I'm sure the tour would not want there. That's a tough one. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that one yet, to be honest with you. I think uh, we've all been kind of under the assumption that, that there would be a resumption, but you're right. As today's news is unfolding, as we're, we're talking here, it's, it's becoming clear that, that this season is uh, it's, in yeah, trouble. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I have no idea what the, the answer would be, but, but again, I think they can, that's one they can sort through that's an easier one I, to me to solve than, than some of the other things like losing sponsors permanently. And, uh, but they also, I think before they even get into that kind of thing, the, the, some of these organizations and, and really namely all uh, the PGA tour, I, I feel like the other organizations so far have handled this very well, but they just have to first show a grasp of what is going on. And they just didn't do that going into players week where other people who are paid very well to spot these things could see where things were going and had plans ready to go for the most part and reacted pretty nimbly and they they did not so the first thing they really need to grasp is is kind of their sense uh, their place in the in the world of sport and in the world and and what's important so at least they're now kind of in line with everybody else and getting ahead and obviously canceling events through mid bay when, when we have certain warnings that are, that are uh, guidelines that are in place for. Yeah. It, that's, i I find myself now, I mean, four days ago, five days ago now, but I, I, it feels like a year ago, but I, I can't believe how, how disappointed I was in, in the way they handled the whole thing with, with the writing was all over the wall with, and I know the world was moving so fast and, and I don't think anybody envisioned we'd be where we are today on Thursday, but at the same time, it seemed to me that there was a, a decision that was the safe, smart decision and one that was very, you know, kind of reckless and the reckless one was made 
Yeah, I mean, let, letting people on the grounds Thursday at the players was was astonishing. Uh, I I, I kind of could see starting the tournament and and what they did there, but it it was it was a week of astonishing decisions and misreading and um obviously some of the blame goes on jay monahan but you also have to blame the people around him and the people he has surrounded himself with that somebody wasn't in the room saying all right let, let's just go worst case scenario here you just don't i mean somebody i would hope is but you got the sense that that somebody wasn't just starting with the CNBC thing on Monday, you know, where's the person saying, okay, worst case scenario, you're going to go on. There's going to be all these graphics and blood red of plunging markets and, and horrible things. And, and, and Andrew Ross Sorkin, who's going to have his phone just going ballistic with CEOs and people wanting to know what the heck's going on is going to be sitting there talking to you. He might not, he might not be very happy and he might ask you tough questions and make a fool of you. Uh, what do you think? Maybe we should cancel. You know, where, where is that person in the room doing those kinds of things? And I kind of sense that Jay really was let down by by his senior executive staff, the VP core, that is, there's got to be somebody that, that's, that, that provides that point of view for him. And that's his fault for not surrounding himself with that person. It's a PGA Tour's fault for making every person who wants to be an executive there go meet with a conformity doctor and Atlanta for two days and answer questions. And it, 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 you know, you're just not going to have that, that kind of stuff in the room that, that'll, that, that saves you from embarrassment. So it was, it was a doozy. It was, it was not, it's not going to age well. The, um, that's, that's the thing is it's just, I, I don't want to put myself yeah. in a similar situation, but you know, I was thinking about our one of our events, you know, with a with a hundred people, right, on Tuesday, and thinking about like, I oh, this is I'm going to have to cancel, and bringing together thousands of people, and something I talk about with the with the uh, PGA Tour on Shotgun Start a lot is is the idea of like every league has players and owners, and they kind of pull against each other. And in this situation, I kind of feel, I think one of the things that has, in my, just, just, this is just my opinion, is that the, the fact that we have a, essentially an organization that's, that's got one interest in mind, the players, and that's it, is, is kind of detrimental, especially in cases like this, where, you know, it wasn't, it, it was the fact that, the thing I was upset about and people are like, Oh, the players will be fine. It's like, it's not about the players. It's the, it's all the elderly that are in the crowd or the people who have to work, who who don't have a choice, television people and volunteers or, or food and beverage workers on and on. That was what all, all I was cared about. And everything you read was about the player's safety, the player's safety, the player's safety. And then of course, CT fan goes and tells you that he's going through the clubhouse and there's, there's no, hand sanitizer and people are coughing at lunch he later reveals that and but again who yeah who cares about the players let's care about the people who have to be there uh or else will lose their job or will look bad to their boss who aren't making a whole lot of money and that was what i couldn't believe and couldn't believe there weren't statements begging seniors to stay away seen statements about we're going to be wiping down the security apparatus when you come in and and uh, the, the grandstands dealing with that or we're going to close the grandstand 
I mean, it was just as if they weren't watching what was going on in the news. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. It's, it, it's a different, you know, I think, I think nobody thinks that Jay Monahan's a bad guy. Like, it, no, and, no, and, no. And like, but it was just an alarming lack of awareness to what, what was going around outside of, outside of the Panavita bubble down there. Well, and then, and I think in trying to, again, think about what, where we're going to go coming out of this whole thing is, is this question of, are the players the game or is, is golf the sport the most important thing? And we know this keeps coming up because of the distance topic. Um, we, we, we look, look at, look at this premier golf league stuff where, where the top three players in the world have rejected it. Therefore it is dead. And, and you know, it's a, it's a concept of a, of a tour where if, if it had have been hatched four years ago, people like Alex Noren and Danny Willett and, and Bubba Watson would, would have been likely people invited to be part of it. And, and they're not in that place. Now the game changes quickly. And it's also the flaw by the way of, of the premier league is that, is that the turnover in golf is so extreme the way you, it can go bad quickly with the slightest injury is extreme. It's, it's cruel. And so the sport though, still kind of revolves around the players and they'll say something and we run around in circles and, and the game's going to be here all, uh, way past the time that a lot of these people are around and a lot of them won't be relevant in three, four years possibly. So this notion that, they are the sport is to me really dangerous and bizarre and disturbing. And, and so when we have the distance debate, we have to get tour pros opinions. Well, they, they have a selfish financial stake for their views for the most part. Some of them ignore that. Um, and it's a question we just have to consider. Uh, is, is that why people are involved in golf? Are they, do they, are they attracted to the game because of the players or the actual sport? And see, this is something I think that, is uh, it's a it's a un, unintended consequence of this whole thing that could be a, a positive you know i think that'd be the wrong thing a positive that comes to this we might get to a point where more of the conversations about golf than it is about the players because the players are shut down for a while and and that could be a very healthy thing for the game of golf that I always fall back on this. There's there's so many people that play that don't watch, you know? And yet the vacuum of golf coverage, 95% of it goes towards the players because that's what the way it is in other sports. But golf doesn't fit the model that other sports fit. You know, I, I played the oh. last the last round of golf I played with. It was actually at Harding Park, um, you know, and... Uh, I played with a buddy, and I played with a complete random guy. This guy, it, it, he was the perfect guy of that would like characterize the golfer that everybody is trying to get to. He goes to Bandon Dunes twice twice a year. He he plays public golf, and he doesn't watch a lick of golf. 
doesn't read anything about mm. golf or anything. And it, it became more and more clear as we played and got to know this guy. And it was just, it was amazing because, you know, even club companies, you could tell that couldn't get him because he had, you know, mismatched clubs and everything. Like the, the regular, the only person that could, that connects and communicates with that golfer regularly are golf, golf courses are the, yeah. are the thing that are played on. And I think that's such an important thing because I think there's, whether no governing body will admit it, that's the vast majority of golfers right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, they won't admit it, and they don't like to hear it, and that's why they're always looking to create <clears throat> new viewers, new fans. That's why Top Golf's appealing to them. But that is a fascinating notion how the core golfer like that has uh, it doesn't have the attachment to to or interest in pro golf to me, like they, they should, uh, it's still there obviously, but it is stunning. And I've seen it with, with being on the golf channel, how many people will tell me they used to watch it. They don't watch it anymore. They lot the, the core golfer kind of got lost in a pursuit of making the audience bigger because that's what everybody's mentality has been. And whether it's, it's any kind of golf media. It's we've got to grow the audience. We've got to fun, bring in those new people, bring in uh, the the person who's just casually interested. And then by doing that, you dumb things down or you you don't pay attention to the things that would matter to the core audience. And then the core audience just kind of goes on their own way. There's plenty of time to be spent on the course and they just, they just disconnect. Well, I to think- me, that's bizarre. It's just amazing how we've lost that that core person having the attachment to to the professional game i i think there's something in this you know reset we're going to be in here might help this a little bit but there's this mentality in in all walks of life if you're not growing you're dying yes yeah it's it's the yeah and i think that's the thing that golf's faced for so long and and i think the thing that they haven't realized is that their best avenue for growth is is through evangelism, you know, through its core, their core audience, rather than the out, outward pursuit of new golfers. I mean, how many people got in the game because they tagged along or, you know, to the driving range or on the course or as a kid, they sat in the cart and it was the passion of other people that got them in the game. It wasn't necessarily a program, might have been a teacher that that got them more attracted to it and, and devoted, but yeah. How, how many of those people do it through a program and through something seemingly not necessarily authentic or something that's forced versus something that just kind of happened and you see it, you look at it and it allows you to sort of understand, take in some things. And, and that is a great way to get into the sport. And I guarantee most people you ask, that's how they, got into it the people who've really stuck with it and that's something the sport probably needs to cherish a little bit more and golf courses need to be welcoming of and of course you know they're not of of uh somebody to tag along to drive the cart and all those little things need to be relaxed a little bit somehow to understand that's how you grow the game the dreaded phrase <laughs> I, I, that's why I always say if golf courses allowed dogs, my wife, who's not a golfer would come with me probably eight times as much. Sure. She, she, she never comes with me unless the golf course allows dogs. Cause then she'll just come walk 
with our dog and then occasionally hit shots. And then all of a sudden, you know, you could see how it could change where all of a sudden she hits more and more and more shots. And then she starts to play. But as it is right now, you know, she has no interest in going to play golf right now. But she would if if she had an interest of she loves going for walks with our dog, you know. And if it became just that at the very lowest level, I've talked about this a million times on the pod. But um, yeah, it's 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 wild. I I just I think in a weird way, there's all these things all when when the world kind of melts down, there's always things that can come out of it and, and really thrive and reinvent itself. And I think golf has an opportunity in this in in what's with what's going on to come out of it in a better place than it was when it entered in a weird way. It's not going to look, a lot of people won't look at it the same, the same way, but I think it could become an opportunity for it. And I hate that word. Like we talked about where it could really, you know, it could become somewhat of a national pastime again, like it was becoming in the, in the late golden age. Yeah. The key is going to be, when is that time appropriate to have, that push or that discussion, you know, like right now I'm, I'm just watching Twitter and seeing different signs of golf courses closing for various reasons, state of emergency kind of things. And, and that I completely un- understand that obviously, but you also, there is going to be a point where somehow it needs to be conveyed that, that that's just not going to be a good thing for the community to have these places become unmaintained and possibly open to being taken over in different ways or whatever it is. And, and it's, it's just, but when is that, when do you have that conversation? To me, I'm, I'm extra sensitive right now. I just feel like those kinds of things need to be done very, very carefully. And, and so literally, and of course then anything related to the, the first world of pro golfers and their, their, plight especially the the upper echelon is is just uh way down the the list and protecting this this uh, pastime somehow and 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 then building on it is way more important but it's just we have to be sensitive to to when that time is and w- how it will look to people to see people out playing golf while this is going on because right now my, my guess is the reaction is that 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 will there will be a negative backlash a week from now <laughs> after people have been cooped up and uh, might, and might be seen as a, a, as a welcome thing. I think they should just take the pins out completely. Why is that? I, I think people will play better golf in general. Hmm. You know, then do you take one more risk aspect out of, out of the game, you know? Take the pin well, out. Yeah. And then pe- pe- it's one more reason that people are probably saying don't go play golf, you know? Oh, because of what could be living and growing on the flag stick. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. If that, if that's what it takes, um, then great. I, I say yes. There could be a run on the end of the putter plunger too. Yeah. Those are. <laughs> could be the new toilet paper. Yeah. Wow. There's a, there's a device I never thought I'd ever want to have on my, the end of my putter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, get uh, obviously not the most fun topics to talk about, but the the reality of uh, of golf right now. 
Um, so if you uh, if you had to guess, are we are we going to see a uh, a Masters this year? No. U.S. Open. No. PGA. No. Uh, FedEx Cup. Uh no. I I I think that the, through the summertime is is really in, hard to picture. I, I I could possibly see the playoff events uh, maybe with no crowds, but it's as of today, it just seems tough to envision yeah. that happening. Yeah, it's uh it's wild times. So you got and remember too, remember too that that it's a very expensive thing to put on a tournament, and each tournament's different. And if they're insured, it's it's better for them to be forced to cancel than to try to put something on that that really doesn't benefit anybody but the players. The charitable element goes, the fan element goes, the experience is just what it weird, and uh, they don't collect some insurance money to take a take a uh, less of a bite out of the big loss that they already sustain. And it is painful as it is. It's probably the, the wiser thing to do both financially and in terms of perception and, and just overall uh, uh, kind of sense of, of you're thinking of bigger things than, than a golf tournament. Yeah. Again, uh, it's a case by case basis, obviously some are really vital to the community and big deals and, Others, the the community will will be annoyed that you're trying to do this. It just it's um as a, as a market by market, I believe was how Jay Monahan was was viewing the the virus a week ago. Yeah, it's uh it, it'll be. I think it could. It's like the flip side of everything is if you did it with no fans. The problem is it still is going to take a thousand people to put on a right a PGA right. Tour yeah, event. you still have people trying to travel there. Stay in hotels. You're still going. You know, again, forget the players. It's the, the 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 circus around, and those people. Do they? I mean, obviously, by a certain point, they're really going to be wanting to to work, to be paid. But we don't know what travel will be like, and and how safe it'll be, and different things like that. So that has to be the priority over uh, the the needs of of the players. Yeah. Well, you got a new podcast coming out. Uh, soon. Yeah. What a time to launch, huh? What a, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, you got, you got depth and variety. You, you can talk oh, about yeah. anything, you know, it's, that's the thing. Yeah. I think this is also an opportunity where, uh, you know, you're, the, the kind of clickbait golf era we've been living in with media, you, people are going to have to get depth here. It's really going to be tested. It's already being tested. You just see some of the, the complete crap that's been put up in in the last couple days and and i feel for the people doing it because you know there's a boss somewhere saying all right we gotta we gotta create content we gotta get we gotta get some numbers gotta keep this going and i uh so i feel for the the people who have to take those directives and put something up and it's it's not easy and it's not fun and and frankly it's it in some cases to me it, it it's just a huge credibility blow to the to those sites when you go there and you see some of the stories that are, that are news and uh, when they're, they're not. So yeah, I'm, um, I'm battling that myself, but I'm, I'm just erring on the side of caution every chance I get. I'm going to try to put up some, some light stuff on my website and, and the occasional fun thing and try to, again, when the time's right, do some, some looking back at some history stuff or, or things that are 
of, of interest and the podcast will kind of be the same thing for now. It was going to be a little bit more uh, news driven and um, now it's going to be a little bit more uh, chat driven for a while. Cause we've got some authors who have books to promote and I want to hear from them and talk to them about those because it's a good time to read. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of where I'm starting with it. It was going to be, I, I had a lot of different thoughts and had narrowed it down into a concept. And I just threw that, that description for the uh, promotional uh, uh, pod that will go out on the little network. And uh, uh, that's going in the trash. I'm going to rewrite it again, kind of thinking of the, the virus, but I'm going to try to keep it, keep it uh, not too long and light fun. Um, but also some serious stuff that, that relates to the, the sport and try to talk to some, smart people. And, and again, not, not, um, throw stuff out there. That's, that's, that's too, too, do, do uh, some, uh, do lengthy some and intimidating abbreviated versions of your books. I mean, God, I'd listen to hours of that. I can't, I can't huh. get huh. some of your books. They're too expensive. Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer. Yeah. That, that some of them are out of print and, and the algorithms have made them cost way more than they should be costing uh you know i've thought about that uh i've actually got a few book ideas to, to that i'm going to be working on and i've actually thought about one of them even just writing some of it getting out in front and start posting a chapter on the site and then kind of write the rest as i'm as i'm going but i'm not not sure i want to do that yet um but i'm that's something i've i've considered it's uh, kind of a fun idea to me but it's also a little scary and it could be, it could be a total disaster, but that's the beauty of a, having your own blog. You just, just delete it. If, <laughs> if it's really bad. You can try, uh, yeah. you can try all the stuff you want. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work and you suspend it, nobody usually knows. This is, this is true. This is the beautiful thing. Um, I feel like golf architecture is tough, as you know, for, for podcasts and, and reading things it could be, could be tricky, but I'll, I'll take a look at that. That's, I mean, an interesting idea. I think like I, I'm assuming like one of the things is like when you when you did the book deals, there's no there's no clauses oh, to gosh, audio no. yeah. audio rights. Uh, a couple of them, the, the more recent ones, but geez, the rights have reverted to me on everything but my Cypress Point book, and I'm not going to do a, a live reading <laughs> of Alistair McKenzie's Cypress Point. That 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 would be. That would be and uh, me trying to do a Scottish accent, even though he's he's English. He was English. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. So, I uh, I think it's better to focus on a couple of the, the the new book ideas. But I may and I, and I, I you know I'd love to go back to the future of golf and highlight some things. But again, that could be a little bit of a combo platter of obnoxious humble bragging and also uh, wow we don't we don't need to hear about that right now kind of thing. So. It's just uh, it's going to be a constant battle to to see what what is is right to be talking about, but I feel I feel pretty good, especially after this chat. I think we're kind of thinking the same way, and I'm guessing other people are in the uh, golf industry that this is an opportunity for the sport, and we should keep keep highlighting that the best we can, and hope that the elitist perception that a lot of people have ha doesn't uh, lead communities and, and various businesses to, to quickly uh, give up on the sport or quickly move to shut down facilities, but instead see this as, uh, as a chance to, to make those places really valuable 
in uh, this time. Yeah, that's uh, hopefully everybody. I think I think everybody just the big thing has to be patient, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's, that's... going to be lacking, and we're going to see. That's why we're going to see some really awful things posted on on golf websites where again it's just somebody trying to keep a boss from firing them by churning out clickbait and and all that stuff so that that is going to be the the test where you see people exposed for not being patient not just saying hey let's step back a little bit yeah i th- i mean in in just society in general in general we've become less and less patient because of uh, technology you know so it's, it's going to be the test for all of America, all of the world, really. What where do you think the distance debate is now? With I was, I was this? Gonna, almost going to ask you that. Um, I think I feel like it's going to be shut down. Interesting. Yeah. For a while. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, in terms of. OK. Well, yeah. Let me rephrase that. Where, where is what where, where, <laughs> should we continue to have the distance debate? I I think it would make actually more sense than yeah, ever. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think one at the of right the things, time, maybe not the... this week, maybe not next week, <laughs> but at some point soon, right? It's it, this we're we've got this you know wonderful chance to somewhat reset some of the values of the game, and I think one of the things that the constant pursuit of of the latest and greatest equipment, um. And the cost that comes with it is very unhealthy for the game of golf. Very, yeah. Um, the idea that you know the the technology and the and the ball and the club didn't change for some forty years. Like, how refreshing would it be that like you changed your irons when your grooves wore out, and you changed your your persimmon driver when it cracked? You know, like that. That to me is something. You know, we should be looking at i'm not saying go back to persimmon but no, no you know like my driver is no longer the best it is, is is a bad thing like i think that that the cost of golf equipment is a huge barrier you know people feel like that you know when i talk to friends they're like how much does a decent set of clubs cost i'm like yeah. you know honestly like probably like a couple thousand dollars they're like oof you know oh it's, yeah it's 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 woefully intimidating and if, if they they go used and they get stuff that's it doesn't fit them it doesn't it doesn't know. feel right either you feel because because one of the things that is fun about a sport is if you take it up is kind of getting the right gear and feeling good about that and and that's so if you feel like you're just using garbage and basically glorified rental sets that that look like somebody dragged them from behind their car uh, yeah you, you feel less uh, it's just one more thing that makes you feel uncomfortable in yeah. a sport that makes people already so uncomfortable. And we just have to try to get rid of some of those and so not get rid, but, but, but downplay some of those things. And that's why to me, bifurcation is such a, is such a great thing. And, and, and it makes me just, just have so little respect for the manufacturers who, 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 bitch and moan about all this stuff and then when you say well what about bifurcation what about allowing you to make real beginner stuff that doesn't conform but is it's just great for a beginner really easy to hit um and and cheaper to make and and a it's a way to get people in in a great way or 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 a, or a you know a kids drive chip and putt set that 
you can sell and things like, like they just have no imagination about those things. They're so locked in to the just more distance, more tech, more price, more, more uh, bottom line that, that they really shouldn't. That's why it's just such a struggle to see how they should be part of the conversation when they don't see open, they don't seem open-minded to any kind of possible solution or, or different way of approaching this. That's good for them and good for the sport. The, the nonprofit golf needs most it, to be the biggest nonprofit is a, is a nonprofit that just provides beginner sets of golf clubs to people. Yeah. You know, it's and, not, it, it doesn't need to be the professional uh, organization for. for yeah. Golf. Or just not, I mean, it's publicly traded companies being in the, in the manufacturing business is just uh, since that's happened, that's why we've been on this cycle, which I wrote about in the future of golf. And that's 15 years ago now. And that, that change has has just been a killer yeah it, i mean this could be like we've talked this is almost a uh could be a reset for for not it's not just golf it's across the across the world i think that you're gonna see a lot of just change in some of it will be good change you know yeah well i plan to at, at the right time go back more into the distance report on my my blog because it did get as we know they spoke focused a lot on these values and the things that matter to people and that that very robust survey data when you see how many people answered that to me it is just probably the least reported element of the distance report and i'd love to hear more from somebody at the usga to kind of because i know some some questions got more answers than others but when you see the volume and that that those were voluntary to me really makes those results very powerful and we know some of those things like shot tracker and and um the tracer technology and uh venues and and certain things were valued so much more than distance i mean there's some really important findings in those in those numbers that uh, just punch such huge holes in those trying to either resist the uh, change or, or just even resist the conversation it's it's funny I uh, you say that I posted a poll right after that that everybody took as I was like being negative but I was I meant to use it and write something but I I my my fingers don't know how to type anymore for some reason right now um, and uh, it was I posted a poll you know what's golf's biggest problem and I put time cost difficulty or other. And, you know, guess how how much percentage time and cost of the 100% of votes took up? Oh, it had to be most. Like 93%. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's that's the, the whole crux of the thing, is yeah. that if you, if you have limits in the technology, all of a sudden, like a real, like if you... If you go back a little, all of a sudden the cost of, of the game goes down in the time. You're not going to have to walk backwards to tease all day. Right. You know, that's that's the, the brilliance of it. And people hit it shorter. They actually will take less time to play because they'll be looking for the ball less. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll and they they address that, and, and it's it's uh, just, uh, it's I mean, it's... <laughs> We've been kicking this around so long, but again, it gets back to this question earlier of are the players 
the most important thing, the professional players, the most important thing in the game uh, or, or not. And they're not in my view, but unfortunately we have shifted to where they are. And we think that, that these, they're, they, they play the game well for, for a while and they're, they're, they're superhuman. They're special. And they're, and then they're, every thought is of course, uh, is profound and spot on and brilliant. And it's just, it's just uh, exhausting. And I think we need to use this time to consider that as much as we love these great players and love watching them, that they are just one part of the sport. It's a, a it's an amazing part. sport. A yeah, small it's a very that's, tiny that's a part. That's crazy really. thing. Yeah. Is, is there, they're, they're really, a, they're almost a, a minority stakeholder in the game. It's, it's so much different than, every other professional sport. I would yeah, although I would say that same kind of overall worship of the, the player has gotten worse in other sports too. Um, but as you noted, the, the, the give and take with owners and those other sports keeps. But, but the thing about those other sports is they have a reverse relationship where like exponentially more people watch the sport than play. Well, it. Yeah, and and in golf, less people watch the sport than play it. Right, right. It's unlike anything else. And the numbers have been really dismal on that front this year. I mean, just just incredibly awful. Which makes the worship of the players and their stance on anything even more ridiculous. As you see the numbers go down, that 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 it it may be having the effect that it had in tennis, where where you, where you when you there's a certain when they get to a certain point where they you sense they're spoiled or they're they're out of touch people become even um less um uh, attracted to them yeah yeah it's i think i think the the other aspect we talked you know the the ownership player thing is that when owners understand that any publicity is good publicity and and the constant sweeping under the rug of 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 issues and stuff limits what the the fan knows about players and when you don't know anything about them it's harder to be interested in them yeah it is so. it is and yeah i i would agree and it's also just harder to uh become drawn to them when they play the game kind of the way they play it, where there's not a lot of shot shaping and where it's a, it's a game we can't relate to as much as, as we used to. And that's, and, and then a sport where, as you say, it's the sport where more people play it than watch it. And that relatability thing has always been something that I have no idea how you measure it other than a survey, but we may be seeing the, that, kind of hit home here now where again with these these and obviously ratings drops are also related to tiger not playing and cord cutting and and different things and long telecasts but the numbers this year are just they're just stunning uh every week where where what should be a good good final round watched by a good size audience and it's down 20 30 percent and with with good leaderboards and compelling finishes you, you just there's no there's no other way to to spend the numbers and you, you have to wonder if the, the, I look within there are the options. There were the options until recently and people went to the other places and you know, that, that I think, did you, did we talk about the NASCAR thing where they're, they're really focused on the way the races yeah. 
are 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 conducted again and it's not Getting a safety that. thing people got caught up oh this is for safety and it was made very clear no it's actually not it's it uh, you know they used to do safety but this is more about seeing lead changes and strategy the, and the thrill of daring the, the thr- and yeah the thrill, the thr- yeah, the thrill of the hey, the thrill of the pace. pass yeah they don't want to watch them just go around in circles and see who goes the fastest and stay in, and whose pit crew holds the car together better they want to see the lead changes and and drama and somebody taking a chance going for a green and two. Oh, there we go sorry <laughs> uh got into golf again yeah well that's the thing is that when i thought about the that thrill is like there's no thrill of going for a green and two anymore it's just like okay he hit a good drive he's got an iron in yeah you know there's no oh he needs to hit this cut three wood over water you know uh i guess that did happen in in honda with fleetwood but you know that's oh, and, so rare but even the short par four now has become uh, it's data driven yeah so the decision to drive a short par four is made before the round instead of at the moment the i mean there's still some of course but increasingly we're seeing somebody just go by what the numbers tell them and not that have face that moment where they have to make the decision and that's the most compelling thing i think in all of golf is is that moment when the player stands there and argues and like you said the fleetwood moment at at honda was was maybe one of the best moments this year really and outside of the fan yelling and thankfully he didn't hear it yeah thankfully i still don't know how (laughs) i guess the person was right next to the mic and it is a big wide hole i guess you 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 get it i'm just glad he didn't hear it that's all i know Cause that would have been so awful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it, these are things and values that we have a chance to, to assess. Now, as we're discussing this one other, I, now I, I predicted no masters, uh, but uh, because there are golf writers who are sitting around and looking for anything to cover, some people have been sharing that they've had random hotel reservations in Augusta, Georgia, the week of October 8th through the 11th randomly canceled for reasons they were not expecting so read into that what you'd like uh i think that is when they if they were going to do it they would have to do it um because i heard you and brendan on the shotgun talking late october early november which i had heard too as a time they they had asked volunteers but remember the master's field this year is huge yeah and i don't think they could finish those days so you know, again, assuming they, you know, they like to sleep in there at Augusta. <laughs> they, the, uh, they don't like to, they don't like to start things too early. They're not morning people and they don't ever want somebody teeing off before 8 a.m. if they don't have to. Marie, Marina Alex, the LPGA uh, player had a, had a room canceled. Uh, yeah. Now the better question is why, why was she going to be in Augusta in October? I don't know, but it's uh so anyway it's something to to ponder i uh i'm gonna try and see what the rates are and and <laughs> see what, lock in something cheap lock here. in something yeah. for fun of course yeah, check yeah, out airbnb a, of course then you and i both have to ask the, the good lords at augusta to consider us for credential um which you know we haven't been successful at as as digital bloggers but we might you know maybe maybe this will convince them to change their mind who knows who knows We'll yeah. <laughs> you know, the uh, mm. they, they haven't been friendly to the to the fried egg. Yeah, they're 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 still 
kind of working on their view of, of digital media in some parts of the uh, of the property. Other parts there are they're all in on on digital. It's a it's a uh, different different place there for sure. Yeah. So uh, hey, thanks for coming on. 